Kenyon, Michael back for episode 29 of A Shot of Business Central and a Beer, the only podcast that pairs Business Central happenings with beer reviews. Uh, in this episode, to go along with the latest Business Central news, we're happy to have live in the office Karen Brudvig, hope I'm saying that right, and yeah. Dave Bolenbach. Yeah, getting yeah. it right. All right, they are both from Avalara. Avalara helps businesses of all sizes get tax compliance right in partnership with leading ERP accounting, e-commerce, and other financial management system providers. Avalara de delivers automated cloud-based compliance solutions for transaction tax, including sales and use, BAT, GST, uh, communications, lodging, and other indirect tax types. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We do it all. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. The light got Buckle there. up, everyone. We're about to talk sales tax. <laughs> yeah. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. So Karen and Dave, how's it going? Oh, I want to mention really quick too that uh, they did bring in the beer for this special podcast. So yeah. how's it going and what did you bring us? It's going well. It's going, it's going great. Um, flew in to Chicago a couple days ago and it's been great. So thanks again for having us. Nice. Where are you flying from? Uh, I'm from D.C. So oh. flew in from D.C. on Tuesday. So um, nice. I brought in, so I drink the uh, beer of the gluten-free variety. So I brought in Glutenberg Blonde Ale. Um, it's also a variety pack, and it is quite tasty. Ooh, starting out with the, the review early. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, where are yeah. you from? What did you bring in? Uh, so I'm from, I'm, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, moved down to North Carolina a couple months ago. So uh, flew up here yesterday. Uh, we brought it brought up um it's just a chicago beer i went to the store and was like let's let's stay local here so it's a um half acre tome hazy pale ale so it's good it's delicious good yeah, all right did it for you great can <laughs> yeah so part of what makes this fun is we like to go out and we pick different beers and and then we go out onto the internet and we see what people think of them right yep. and <laughs> so it's always entertaining just to see what what people's people's thoughts are and, and uh, so let's start with the uh, hazy pale ale mm -hmm. that we did some research on. <laughs> uh, and you can kind of try to picture what this person looks like that's writing it. Sometimes yeah. that's the funnest part. <laughs> Pours a hazy golden straw color with a clingy, dense eggshell white head. What sticks out on the nose is the density of the tropical citrus aromas. There's a plethora of ripe oranges, pithy grapefruit, and surprising lemons. Packed wall to wall. I love that. Did you? Is that was that the same fruit. exact thing you thought? Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore beer drinker. Right yeah. There. Oh my goodness. Pithy grapefruit. Yeah. 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 A plethora of oranges. Still colored head. Unbelievable. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Couldn't have said it better myself. He or she has reviewed a few beers in their day. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. They, yeah. they 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 choose their words <laughs> carefully. Yeah. Um, and the Glutenberg Blonde. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's, you know, sometimes they're pretty rough out here. <laughs> so uh, out, we'll start with some overall a nice, light, refreshing, gluten-free beer. Um, so not the worst I've had, but not the best either. Okay. That's fair. Um, this is a science experiment gone wrong. <laughs> I've had corn beer before, and this is by far the worst. Um and then um, uh, squeeze the lemon wedge into this beer. Uh, I'm not a fruit garnish guy, but this is also not a normal beer. So, <laughs> 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 I, you know, I have to say 
as the, you know, with the corn beers, it is a little, I think it's a step up from Corona, but that's just my personal opinion because I've tried a lot of gluten-free beer, beers and they're really bad. So yeah, well, this is uh, on, a, on a scale of, you know, whatever, gluten-free beers, I would say this is average. one of the best. That, and that is what I also saw. This yeah. is one of the better ones. Yeah. Did they, yeah. And do they have ratings at all? Uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're really anything that's uh, like a lighter beer or a blonde beer. They're, usually the ratings are low. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. Miller Lite or yeah. Corona is like two out of five. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're, they're, yeah. They just bash them. Disrespect. So. Yeah. Two, two low twos or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, yeah, like a hazy IPA right. or a stout or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Or whiskey barrel aged. You know, those are the those are the ones they love it. They love that. So, oh, unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you what. I I mean, I, at first, I tried the beer. It's got a good taste right off first, right 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 off the bat. I don't get any horse blanket. That was one no. of our favorite reviews. Horse blanket. <laughs> yeah, somebody said something tastes like horse blanket. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? It's a thing. Um, yeah, there you go. But for me, it has a pretty overwhelming aftertaste. So, we're gonna see where we end up uh, rating it at. How would you describe the aftertaste? garbage (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah michael started off a little higher on the spear i think we're plummeting we're in a we're in a nosedive no i mean how would i describe the aftertaste i think it's the mosaic hops i I think that's what that's the the aftertaste so does that mean like a bunch of hops put together it's just that it's a mix of different ones and it's like that one is like the most uh like strongest, yeah. I guess, or it's a shame because tastiest. The first sip, I like the taste. The flavor's yeah. pretty good. You just gotta keep drinking it. But right after <laughs> Yeah, oh, if, I chug it, I'll, 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 if I chug it, I love it for the first minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't have one aftertaste and a lot of drink. <laughs> oh, not too bad. All right. All right. So you guys told us a little bit about where you're from. Tell us a little bit about what you do at Avalara. So I'm a strategic alliance manager, so I manage the relationships um, between Avalara and our Microsoft partners. So I, I work really closely with you guys at Solution Systems. Yes, and we're very happy to work with you. Yeah. How about you, Dave? And I'm a sales executive, so I'm on the Microsoft team at Avalara. Um, so working with companies that have Microsoft um, and you know, kind of the myriad of Microsoft products. And yeah, I'm, I work with Karen, um, obviously paired with you guys, which is awesome when working with uh, solution systems. So, yeah, and and you you talk to I mean end users, yep, right? Exactly. So if so if uh, companies out there they're not sure what their compliance requirements are or if Avalara it will work for them, you're actually kind of for the yeah. line of defense, so to speak, and, and exactly. in there making sure it's a good fit and, and uh, you know offering the right solution. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, I would be d- directly working with any customer that would be potentially op- interested in Avalara solutions or you know um, looking to to automate any type of their sales tax process. So I'm I'm kind of that first line of defense there. Can I put you two on the spot real quick? Mm-hmm. Favorite ERP is Business Central. Business Central. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, right. Are you going to kick them out if they didn't? <laughs> yeah, take back the beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. So, Avalara, obviously, a lot of people think of sales tax when they hear Avalara. It's what I think of too. But I mean, there's more to it, right? Sales nexus and, and or sales tax nexus and whatnot. Can you explain to us a little bit about what sales tax nexus is? Or am I saying that right? 
Yes, yes you are. Yeah, so I mean, at at the core, like Nexus is really just where you need to, where where you are doing business that you need to collect sales tax on. And um, historically, it was was kind of cut a lot more cut and dry than it is today, where it really was just based on your physical presence. Um, that all kind of changed a few years ago with um, the Wayfair case or South Dakota versus Wayfair, which changed the 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 kind of metrics that that states are looking at um to allow economic nexus to be a thing now so it's basically based on the the number of sales or revenue that you're doing and each state has their own kind of take on it but the supreme court said hey we want to allow states to get the, a piece of that revenue because it is there's obviously online sales and just sales across borders that you're not you don't have a physical presence in so that has really changed the game um, in the last three years where companies, um, you know, you have a couple locations, but you're doing business all over the United States and you really need to get registered and start collecting sales tax across the board. So um, that's definitely been a, a big driver for our business. Um, but, you know, a lot of our, our job is to educate and make sure that people are staying in compliance and getting in compliance if they need to um to hopefully save pain down the road yeah and if you're selling stuff online you have to be compliant right yes right yeah the hard part is every every state has different laws or rules or regulations or whatnot right absolutely yeah and it's not even just online i mean online's the easy one um but you could just be doing sales just shipping sales right you could just be taking phone orders and shipping sales or whatever the case may be um, and a lot of states are even looking at exempt transactions as a kind of it's fulfilling the nexus requirement. So for take, take California, for example, even if you have 100 percent exempt sales um, for resale, you know, for example, a manufacturer, typical, um, they still want you to register if you've done five hundred thousand dollars or more in that year in a year in, in California. So that's where the exemption certificate piece comes in where yeah. you know companies don't realize that they need to get registered in in certain states so there's just a lot of um it it can be amb sort of ambig ambiguous but um you know each state definitely does have their own rules and um it's not all the same there's no it's the united states it's crazy yeah uh, well, i can tell you firsthand i mean i remember a few years ago right as a cloud solution provider we're selling cloud various cloud-based solutions trying to identify in the state of illinois are are, are these subscriptions things that we right. need to be taxing uh it, even our our accounting firm mm -hmm. struggled to provide us with a concrete answer right on the question it's like well wait if you don't know how uh, how is a company supposed to know right you know on that so and let's be honest right these are right these this is potential revenue for these states yeah absolutely right? yeah. huge so so they they will even if you're 100 percent exempt right are they going to come after you and go well look you didn't have a valid resale certificate here so you know here there's a penalty and mm -hmm. fees and, and things associated with that then I mean, yeah that's really where you know companies that say oh we're completely exempt well all of your liability is really in those exemption certificates and being able to prove that you are selling you know to to exempt customers so um yeah absolutely that's really where how companies come or how states come after you is through audits and and fines 
Um, and they, that's honestly, certificates are basically the first thing that they ask for is, hey, give me your certificates in your state, in the state that I am, you know, representing. So nobody wants to get audited, that's for sure. Nobody <laughs> probably wants a fine, right? No fine. <laughs> so I know that Avalara recently rolled out their annual mid year sales tech changes white paper. What are some of the highlights for tax law changes this year and how has COVID impacted this? So this is actually one of my favorite things that we roll out because I kind of geek out on the data. So we roll out beginning of year and then mid-year sales tax changes. And then we also partnered uh, with the Urban's Brookings Institute to roll out a white paper as well, um, just to see how tax you know, sales tax was affected. So really sexy reading stuff, but you know, <laughs> pour yourself a glass of wine or have a beer. And it's it's an interesting read. So I definitely Read it, read it with a glass of wine, I believe. But yeah, that's fun stuff. Um, so yeah, so you know, things that really changed with COVID um, is a lot of states were offering relief, and then also like federal relief really helped them as well. So originally, it was thought that states were going to have this huge decline in like revenue from sales tax, but you know, once when they were doing surveys to the states, um, you know, it does sound like most actually fared a lot better than expected. Um, a lot of that was driven by those states that did have um, economic nexus. The states that didn't have economic nexus um, at the time definitely saw that decline because someone like, I believe, Florida um, didn't have that or um, so. And they also are run by tourism. And so like yeah. losing both of those. So they rolled out, you know, changes and implemented economic nexus down there as well. So um, those states, you know, didn't fare as well, especially like tourism, like obviously like, like Nevada um texas hawaii um and then those kind of reliant more on like natural resource like oil like wyoming alaska north dakota um so yeah it was really interesting just to see kind of how everyone fared that way um you know as a, as part of the review um states are definitely looking to expand excise taxes and legalizing marijuana taxation um, e-cigarettes so definitely be looking for for those things um and trying to again those states especially those states that saw the decline um they're definitely going to be looking at new revenue sources that way uh, <laughs> and then new uh, revenue sources new revenue <laughs> sources um and then and then yeah and then also ones that are just looking to uh tax like a lot you'll see a lot of digital streaming um you oh, know a lot, a lot of digital software like figuring out software as a service like yeah. i can't imagine your company right now and some states trying to figure out okay like this might be taxes hardware this might be taxes software this might yeah. be streaming yeah. so yeah definitely keep an eye on those changes as well yeah i'm not looking forward to uh, streaming things to be taxed at all yeah. yeah right you know i mean everything yeah. is streamed now whether it's netflix or mm -hmm. erp software basically you know what i mean yeah. it's just it's Mar crazy yeah i think maryland just made a change a month ago and started taxing streaming services really? yeah so. it's just a matter of time michael yeah i know it's, gonna happen. But it's just same with like the uh the uh the gas tax the, with the driving tax the mileage tax i think that's only a matter of time too for the, for the united states yeah <laughs> see uh, yeah, I mean they they need it, and and as as things change, right? I mean as as the the retail space changes to more you know more e-commerce and all that, uh, states needed to get that revenue. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I longed for the old days when you could buy something online and there was no tax. I know, <laughs> I know. It was great. I know. 
It was actually a shock to my system when I, I moved to Australia in 2017 and I moved back in 2021 and buying stuff online. I was used to not paying yeah. for anything when I was in America and I didn't realize that when I started with Apple Air in January. So I was like, ah, wow. this is, <laughs> this is why now. Wayfair 2018. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. So welcome back to America. So Wayfair was big for, for Apple Air too, though. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. Big awesome. So, uh, since we've gotten past all the uh, the technical stuff now, what Avalara does and sales tax and you know all the good stuff, sexy right? stuff. Yeah, all the sexy stuff. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's the benefit of a business central uh, partner, user, whatever, working with Avalara? Yeah. So I think what we're all what we the the problem that we solve is kind of multifaceted but a lot of it is in saving time um doing just at, at its base you know in order to stay compliant you there's 12,000 US taxing jurisdictions right so um over 12,000 and so just without even taking into products and what you're selling or anything like that just keeping your tax rates updated and you know your tax tables or using the native functionality in business central it just becomes something that's almost impossible if you're doing um business on a wider scale than just you know a state um and so really by integrating with avalara um you're relying on us and the 200 plus people that are doing research uh you know 200 people that are, are doing tax research at avalara so really, it's kind of you, you, you do an implementation, you get things set up with with Avalara, and then we're handling all of those tax changes. We're handling, you know, any any type of standard rate changes. And then also, if you have, you know, what we're talking about here with some of the products that you're selling may have differing taxability or services, we're handling all of that on your behalf. So really, from a business central piece, you're able to continue to work out a business central point from for the tax function pointed to Avalara and allow Avalara to take all of that heavy lifting off of off of your you know internal um, team so that's and that's really just from the calculation standpoint we also have ways to really automate um, directly from business central the exemption certificate function you know reaching out to customers to get new certificates um, and verify them and then the back end with returns filing and all of that so um, definitely some hopefully risk management um that we can offer as well as just a big time saver as you you grow yeah and i i feel personally that um you know as coming from I have an accounting background and i did my own share of uh sales tax returns for several states yeah yeah at yeah, one yeah. point um the the and i think an undersold area is the filing services yeah mm -hmm. right at the end of the month Right now, Avalara has all of the data, right? Exactly. So instead of me having to print out reports, go in. I mean, have you seen some of these sales tax returns? Like <laughs> they have to fill out how many pages they are. One of the one of the things that we have to do, in, like as new new employee kind of training, is try to fill out a California sales tax return, <laughs> and it's just like, it's yeah, it's wild. It takes forever, and Ooh. it's a pain, and you always get something wrong. So and that's California. There, there, theirs is more like labor intensive, but it's 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 not even the hardest one. And yeah. to your point, it's just it takes yeah. a lot. So of even if you could, you know, quote, do your best to keep the rates up to date in right. the system, right? Maybe you don't have very many customers, yeah. So so you can kind of 
manage keeping the rates up to date in the system, completing the, the, the monthly tax returns and the, remitting the payments and everything on a regular basis and remembering to do it and all, all that jazz and not making errors. I mean, to me, there's huge value on, on that side too, right? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I totally agree. Think about like two days. I mean, if it's going to take someone two days, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, a month, every month right. to do all that. Yeah. And, and yeah, they're, they're going to make mistakes. And Sure. Um, so, so yeah, I think I like the whole, the whole thing, uh, tying the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could, if you, look at this way you know if you get to where you're at the point where you're at 25 or 30 states or something or or more right it's it's like another body another person absolutely you're having to hire a full-time resource absolutely uh, to manage all this stuff so there's your instant roi and we're seeing you know i talk to people almost every day that are realizing the where they're at with their business where they they need to immediately register in 15 more states. Right. And, you know, the, the education process there is, oh my goodness, that's, you know, what are we going to do? And uh, that's the beauty of automation. That's the beauty of outsourcing and, and software where you are able to, you know, have an implementation and then really kind of be able to set it and forget it and allow Avalara to do our thing in the background and hopefully ensure that tax isn't something that's slowing down your business at any time. You know, taxes, we have to talk about it. But it's nobody likes to talk about it and we get that but it's one of those things like let's make sure it goes away and we do things right because it's the law yeah and then it never it never actually affects the business because if if the the business really gets affected and slowed down from an audit and massive penalties and people are getting you know we've seen cfos getting fired and you know it's it, it can be it can be a big problem, right? Oh, if yeah. you don't, if it's not addressed properly. So. so it's almost like, look at it this way. Let's talk about sales tax a lot now up front yep. so that we don't have to talk about it much. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Allow yeah. your people to, to do their job and not have to worry about yeah. this stuff. I feel like those who take the proactive approach and take care of it, you know, definitely will, will help their growth. But also we, but all the people you guys talk to, it's all reactive. Like you said, like, oh, we have to register in 50 more states. We don't know. So, you know, but again, no one yeah. wants to talk about sales tax and right. they don't want to think about it. I think, though, a lot of it, too, is like from a, let's say, business central perspective. A lot of people think, oh, I can just download the app for Avalara whenever I want, add it to business central and everything's done. Everything's taken care of. Is that is that true or is there more to it than just somebody downloading an app? And, and, and Yeah. Any <laughs> tips or tricks or guidance on, on companies that might be about to embark on an Avalara implementation. Yeah, I would say to take it seriously and to uh, as much as you, you know, there are some really easy pieces of it that are, and, and we make our software as intuitive as possible. It is still a project and depending, it really depends on your business. So hopefully, you know, you're you're kind of doing the due, due, due diligence to understand what complexities you guys have as a business. You know, there's companies that are super complex and then there's some companies that are not complex. So it really depends. But I think the key is to just take it seriously, understand that it is a project and you want to get it right up front because trying to rush through something a lot of times can lead to issues in the in the future. And if you don't set something up correctly, then that's where you don't you potentially could be setting it up you know, wrong and then you're having issues on the back end. So, you know, we we like to say it's 
it, it's not something that you know you're going to be setting up in a week. You want to make sure you test it. You want to go right. through your your scenarios so that you're making sure that the system is set up correctly and that your users are are used to it. Um, you know, give it a month to three months um, for a typical company. You, you know, that's that's what we're hoping to see. Um, yeah, because I think a lot of people think we just do like I said, we download the app. In a day, we'll put it all together, put our settings in. Right. We're up and running. We're ready to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. as is not the case. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So why should businesses choose Avalara to automate sales tax? Who wants to take it? Okay. You want me to take it, Karen? You're doing such a great job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that you know we have kind of proven ourselves over the last uh, since the early 2000s that we really are um, the the market leader in this space. We've been around the block and, um, you know, our, our software is set up for um, to scale. So we were originally really created for small to mid-sized businesses and we've grown with our customers over, you know, since the early 2000s. Um, so our goal is to really be a compliance suite that can handle everything that you need. So and, and again, it could be that you really only need one or two pieces today. But you might need the third, fourth, fifth piece. You might go global. You might, you know, need cross-border help. You might um, need us to help with registrations or uh, back tax filings and all of that. So there's so much that we can help with, and I think that that really does stand set us apart. Um, is the the breadth of our services that we're able to provide the 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 way that we can really scale with customers' needs, um, and and just that we've really seen it all with the thousands and thousands of customers that we have it's almost a hundred percent sure that we've seen your situation before and can get you set up correctly so that you're not having to three years down the road look at another vendor you know we want to be your partner for 20 years that's really our goal yeah i mean i've literally right you guys are a publicly traded global company right yep absolutely yeah. So I mean, they've they've seen it all. Yeah, and I would I I am I'm guessing here, and I know, you know don't have to disclose, but I'm guessing definitely the the greatest number of business central sales tax deployments. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Hands yeah. Down. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah. So Microsoft was our uh, it was with GP, but it was our first integration at Avalara. We now have up to almost a thousand integrations, but we with Business Central, we absolutely um, are uh, really it's. It is us, you know, and and that's it's a great thing, you know, the partnership that we have with Microsoft, you guys, with um, the whole with Business Central, it's been great. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, well, I I think we should rate the beers, and then yeah. we've got some speed round questions. I don't know if you want to ask anything else before that. No, no, I was I was just thinking about rating the beer myself. All right. So the way it works, the way Ken said before, is if it's fifty or below. You cannot have another one. Okay. Yeah. You're not. Oh, you. I mean, you can, but you're yeah. not going to want to drink another. But fifty above, you'll have more than one. Yeah. So, let's go first. You want? I'll go first. I'll go first. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give this a rating of. I don't have my list in front of me. I think my lowest you said was 19. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Dave, Dave's going to let you come back. I'm going to go 66. Oh, okay. Oh, higher, than higher than I thought you'd go. Yeah, if I were out, I could have a couple. Um, okay. No, no, I, I could have a couple. No, okay. I mean, if I couldn't drink more than one, I'll let you know. But yeah, I could have a couple. But mm. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't go more than two or three in a night. Yeah. You know? Just because the, the, it's the aftertaste that's killing me. Okay. If the aftertaste wasn't there, I'd be probably 85. 
-hmm. but the aftertaste gets me. Yeah, mm -hmm. fair, fair, fair score. So I'm going to go 94. Wow. wow. Oh, 94. I did. I, now I cheated. Uh, we're, Third we're, highest? We, yeah, I do. I do have some of my previous rankings in front of me. So I was able to kind of look at that and go, OK, mm -hmm. where do I think this fits in? here? So, yeah, it's right in my wheelhouse, you know, yeah. so I, I like it. And and then, I'm yeah, now I'm kind of cheating because I'm looking at like what I gave some other beers in the past. So I'm now That's looking cool. at it, it going, okay, well, no, it's better than this, <laughs> right? but it's not as good as this. So, so uh, well, yeah. I still, I mean, it's got to be good. top five. Pretty you. good. Yeah. Easy. It's a, wow. Yeah. Well done. I think I would go with an, an 86, nice. 86. Hi. But yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. There is somewhat of an aftertaste. Um, and kind of to your point, like I, I probably wouldn't drink more than a couple of them at a time, but I really like it. But that's kind of me with, with IPAs. I really like IPAs, but if I'm going to drink a bunch of beer, it's going to be like a Miller Lite. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I hope this isn't a speed round question. If you had a, a go-to beer. Yeah. I, I, you just got, you got one beer. Is there one that you, is a go-to that you're going to? There's. Yes, it's a very local beer with a terrible name. Um, to me, in Pennsylvania, it's called um, it's Stolen Sons. It's called Baby Juices, and it's it <laughs> <laughs> look it up. I'm sorry, but it is a it is this, but much better. Much better. Yeah, okay. it's so good. Yeah. All right. No aftertaste. No aftertaste, Michael. <laughs> You come to Pennsylvania. <laughs> What's your go-to beer then? Uh, my go-to, if it was readily available, would be the Lakefront New Grist. Lakefront. Um, also, Milwaukee. Yeah, it's uh, and I actually found it in Virginia. So really, yeah. Um, and it's it's a really good gluten-free beer. If I was not gluten-free, I would have a very different answer. <laughs> I feel like your one to fifty rating is just like gluten-free beer. <laughs> well, how would you film the gluten? We've had Angry Orchard. That's I think it. that it's may a, be the it's not only a beer, though. It's a site. Was that yeah, night, yeah, was yeah, nineteen? So that's, that's yeah. These, these are these are good though. I would rate this one. Um, if it was cold, I would definitely rate it probably like ninety. Wow, but nice. since it's a little warmer, we're gonna go seventy-eight. Nice. So okay. yeah, that's higher than I want to went with warm beer. Oh, actually, <laughs> it, it was chilled a little bit. It, it was it, air it, conditioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd probably be in the forties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Does gluten change the flavor of of, of beers? Uh, well, like Corona, you enjoy a good Corona. Corona is yeah. gluten free. Is it so, made so, yeah. corn? Yeah, it's made corn. So like Sapporo is is a rice beer, so that's gluten free. So I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Learn something new every day. I, I love beer. So I always try to figure out <laughs> what what is the easiest thing to drink. So awesome. Yeah. All right. So now we've got five yes or no speed questions. Uh we're gonna hit real fast, just say yes or no. No need to elaborate or anything like that. So okay. let's do uh Karen, we will do you first, all right? Do you envision a world where online sales tax rates and compliance will be the same no matter which state you're doing business in? No. No? No. Yeah. No. Great. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying yes. I agree with Karen. He's, he's edgy. Yeah, he's, yeah. This is my first round. No I'm nervous. <laughs> Have you ever had a dream that involves sales tax? Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. 
Currently, it depends on where you go. It's probably what I first it's been in this place for six years. <laughs> it comes through my pores. Currently, 45 states collect statewide sales taxes. Do you think these states will make any changes to their current tax laws? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Probably hold funds. Do companies selling, oh, did I write this right? Do companies selling the mainly exempt customers need to worry about sales tax? Yes. Yes. And last but not least, are you team gravy or team sauce? Or you don't know what that question is. I'm going to I'm going to oh, go with Cam, we got to talk to you about this. Yeah, he doesn't that. know, yeah. Because I'm in Chicago, I feel like I should say gravy, but I'm from Iowa, so I'm going to go with sauce. Yeah. I'm team sauce as well. Sauce. You're team sauce. Team sauce? Oh my god, Ken Southside. Are you the only gravy fan? No, Southside though. I think you have to be Italian. I don't know. I feel like it is definitely an Italian. Uh, yeah. Thing. Maybe. I, don't yeah. Know. I think it's an it's Italian thing. Polo. Polish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that about sums it up for this uh, this segment or whatnot. We appreciate everybody being here live and in studio. So thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming. All right.